0: Last night we had a great time at, uh, I had a great time, and I think other people did too. I mean, they told me they had a good time at the WBT News and Brews event. Uh, thank you again to Heist Brewery and Barrel Arts and uh, Dry Otter Waterproofing for making it all happen, and uh, all of my colleagues and all of you for showing up. It was great. Um, and I was having a discussion, I think it was with Peggy, who we were talking about, uh, you, know, you know, I focus a lot generally on state issues, local issues, and, you know, national, I try to kind of put, in third place if you know but when stuff like this is happening well for starters the state is out of session right now i mean they're in session but they're on a break they're in summer break so they're not doing anything up in raleigh so there's not a lot of movement happening up there at a statewide level um and uh the national stuff like this to me i'm spending a lot of time on the hunter biden and joe biden corruption stuff because it is really important look i understand all the stuff about donald trump you know, the indictments and, but honestly, this is sort of like a dog bites man kind of story and not like as a commander biting Secret Service agent story, but just a, your run of the mill news story now where, oh, look, they're indicting Donald Trump again. They're going to try to puff up his, uh, his polling numbers in the primary, right? So, no, I'm kidding. I don't know that to be true, but it does happen. So, uh, that to me is, yes, that's happening, but that has to take its course. That's, that, that's going to be a while for it to work itself out. And, And look, you have all of these other media outlets that are spending time and attention and resources and manpower to tell you those stories. We all know Donald Trump is getting indicted again. Now, and we'll wait and see what it looks like. I try to refrain from the speculative kind of stuff. That's just me, mainly because I'm not good at it. (laughs) I'm not. Like I I learned this a, a long time ago. Uh, It's why I don't rely on polls to predict outcomes of elections. I gave it up. After 2016, I said, this is pointless. Why am I making predictions on who's going to win a particular race? I don't know that to be the case. And so all I'm doing is, what, trying to wish cast it into existence? And so what's the juice I get from that squeeze? I predict an election, and it goes the way I predicted. People say, well, just like you predicted, Pete. Okay. But what if I predict wrong? The downside there is way greater than the upside. So what's the point? Why even bother? How about I just look at the stuff as it is right now and kind of examine, like, how we got here, uh, what are the uh, philosophical underpinnings of the particular issue, right? And then let people chart their own course on stuff. I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm just trying to, you know, give you only the information necessary so you think like me. That's all. I'm just kidding. No, I try to. I try to actually bring in the different arguments here. I will tell you what the other side is arguing. But what's noticeable in the Joe Biden Hunter Biden uh, scandal is that there isn't really a lot of evidence that's being produced. And by a lot, I mean any. I've not seen any evidence that counters the stuff that is coming out now. All they say is you haven't proven it. Well. Yes, that's true, because there was supposedly an investigation, but now we find out from whistleblowers inside the government that those investigations uh, got bigfooted. They got stonewalled. They were prevented from actually, you know chasing down all of their leads, tying up the loose ends. They, they were not able to do a, a real investigation and pursue it wherever the facts would lead. We now know this. So when you say to me, "You haven't proven it." Which I had a guy. Let me hang on a second. I could bring this up. I had a guy say this to me um, on Twitter today or yesterday. And um, oh no, oh here it is. I, I'll, I'll play the. Uh, yeah, here it is. I'll play the video. This is a guy named uh, Kurt Bardella. I, I don't know who he is. Kurt Bardella. Um, let me see here if I can pop up his. Uh... Show me, show me your profile, Kurt. Show me your profile. Democrat strategist, LA Times contributor, morning hangover, I don't know what that is, publisher, former GOP oversight committee, and the most damning of all, he's uh, a fan of the Buffalo Bills. That's the. So he's out of Arlington, Virginia. He calls himself a media personality. And so here he is on MSNBC because, of course, um, and uh, well here I will take a look. They've been making bombastic claims, conspiracy theory laced accusations without a shred of actual evidence to back them up. They have these hearings and conduct what they call investigations to try to prove their rhetoric. That's not how oversight's supposed to work. I spent many years working at the oversight committee for Republicans, and I can tell you back then we tried to manage expectations. We tried to make sure that we didn't get ahead of the evidence, ahead of the testimony, ahead of the documents. James Comer, Jim Jordan, oversight, judicial Sheriff Committee Republicans—they're doing the exact opposite of that. All right, so he's saying to be perfectly clear: to this day, Republicans in the House have not produced a single piece of evidence directly implicating President Biden in anything criminal or suspect. Okay, number one, because the investigations were bigfooted, right? They were—they were obstructed from within the DOJ. That's number one. Okay, number two, and this is what—and um, I've interviewed him before on the program, Matt Shoemaker. I don't know if you remember him. He's a military national security commentator. He's an expert on China, Russia, nuclear war strategy. He was a former uh, officer in the DIA. And he points out that Bardella clearly does not understand the difference between evidence and proof. Because what you do is you line up the evidence in order to create the proof, right? One piece of evidence doesn't necessarily prove the case. Now, sometimes it could. Right. You get you get video of a person saying, hi, my name is Pete Callender. And then I murder somebody on video. Right. that Like that would be pretty clear proof. But even then, that wouldn't be the only piece you would try to, you know, put me at the scene of the crime. Do I have any motive? You would try to build a case so you don't rely on a single piece of evidence. It's all it's all pieces of evidence lined up to provide the proof. And the pieces of evidence that are being presented right now are damning are damning, and this is why the Hunter Biden plea deal is important. It's not about Hunter Biden. It's about what he was corrupting his position for. What was it in service to? What was the deal? I got this message. Hang on, let me go over here. Um, Because I got this email from Jim. And he says, uh, I guess this comes from uh, powerlineblog.com. I don't know who Steve is. Is it Steve Milroy? Is that who it is? I think it is that runs that blog. Anyway, he says, Steve has a theory I think is very plausible. I heard him expound on this during his podcast with John Yu. Not me, but John U. Anyway, um, the scale of Biden corruption on display is an order of magnitude larger than anything the Clintons did in the extended whitewater saga. Hillary's got to be thinking, what the heck? I limited my cattle futures haul to just 100,000 and Hunter raked in 20 million. So here's the theory. A theory of the case is that once Biden was told around 2015 that he could not run for president in 2016 because it was Hillary's turn, he decided to line his pockets... Rightly thinking that as an ex vice president, nobody's really going to raise much of a fuss. But then events turned and he suddenly ran and became president in 2020. And now he faces heightened security. He hopes he that he can brazen it out the way Clinton did with Whitewater. But to paraphrase a now forgotten Democrat, I watched Bill Clinton and Joe, you're no Bill Clinton. So I think this, I think this is correct. This is my theory of the case as well. I mean, not the second part about brazen, you know, brazen it out. Um, But I think that I think that that is probably I mean, it's a good bet. It's a good guess. But this is what I was saying from the beginning. When you start seeing the dates of when this stuff started ramping up, it was when he was leaving. I said weeks ago that, you know, he thought everybody thought Hillary was going to win. And so this was his time to make the money. And he could he he could start as vice president and then kind of keep it going. Once Hillary comes in, because he's going to know all of those people too, they're selling access, right? That was the point. That's the service they provided. They offered no discernible good or service for their all of their dozens of LLCs that were supposedly operating right, for Hunter Biden for some reason, right? That he ran all of these things for pulling in millions of dollars. Working with Ukrainian oil companies and, or one Burisma, uh, the Chinese government and its subsidiaries, they did deals in Romania and with Russia. So, and by the way, again, I point out: how come no Western countries, right? How, how come no Western democracies? Why not UK or France or Spain or something? Is it because like this stuff would have been noted as shady? But if it come, if it's coming out of like these authoritarian countries, these regimes that nobody's going to trust them if they say, oh, we got Hunter Biden on tape making bribes. Well, look at what happened when somebody did say that. The president of Burisma says that he's got, what, 15, 17 audio recordings of either Hunter Biden and or Joe Biden. And and everybody dismisses it. Well, you can't believe that. It's just in a federal human source, confidential human source document. So now that's dismissed, right? Now we we have finally found an unnamed source that, that legacy media outlets don't want to quote. An unnamed source giving you bombshell information that now is like, well, I'm not so sure, I don't know who that is. It's really unverifiable, it's unverified, so we just can't possibly run with this. Meanwhile, they will run every anonymously sourced piece that hits Trump or DeSantis or... Well, Ramaswamy doesn't really have any of that. But like anybody else on the Republican ticket, anybody running for the Republican ticket, they're going to find all of these anonymous sources to tear them down. But here's one that comes out of a federal document from a confidential human source that was like the gold standard. They paid this guy or gal quarter of a million dollars over the years for their intel. But now all of a sudden it's like, oh, don't know who that is. That's just an unverified source. It's time to start talking seriously about impeachment, and the Republicans are doing so. Now, they're going to get a lot of pressure to shut up about it, but right now, like to me, I see some positive signs, particularly from Republicans that are in districts that went for Biden. consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com Got this tweet here from Cirque de la Soul uh, who says Pete, so it's a Pete tweet Man, I'm going to have to rebrand this thing. What, it's a Pete X? It's an X pete That just sounds so stupid. Anyway. Quote, Pete, this makes the mainstream media look bad. The nobody is above the law crowd will have to ignore these allegations of an attempt to mislead a court while calling Hunter a private citizen while showing him arriving at court with a full Secret Service motorcade. It really is amazing. That's so true. (coughs) He's just a private citizen people just like you. He doesn't need all this attention. Now get away from the secret service detail that is surrounding him. <laughs> right. He's just some guy. Yeah. Um Jonathan or no, sorry. This is uh oh yeah. It is Jonathan Turley but Matt Margolis writing at PJ Media first. PJ Media um dot com is the website. Matt Margolis says suddenly the president's son's get out of jail free card is gone, and the Democrats' hopes of putting this whole saga behind them were dashed. This is certainly going to be a huge problem for Democrats because it means that Hunter's legal issues are far from over, and that the first son could in fact face jail time. All while his father runs for president again and his own Department of Justice faces questions of interfering with the investigation. George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley argues that Democrats ought to be very concerned. He said, quote, I think that there's almost a panic setting in within the media. They all want to move on because the alternative is to recognize one of the most significant corruption scandals in modern history. But it's something that the media played a role in suppressing. So they want everybody to move on. Well, I mean, it does make sense. Like the classic, um, right. The classic rebuttal from the left, which is, uh, let me see if I can frame it, uh, correctly. If I remember, it's, um, shut up. Yeah, that's it. So that's it. Yeah, just shut up. That's their response to this and to virtually all, you know, challenging thought to them. Shut up. The problem is it's not going to happen because when you have the majority in Congress, you have the power to subpoena. And this is what you remember when Donald Trump first got in. He had the Republican Congress. Didn't do a whole lot with it, but whatever. Um, So he has the Republican Congress and then he loses it and Democrats take over and Nancy Pelosi strutting around with the big fat gavel and all that. Um, the media folks were saying, Donald Trump is about to learn the power of Congress is the power of the subpoena. Right? They were like giddy with all of the, with all of the investigations and the hearings. They were so looking forward to it. But now when the Republicans have this power... Now it's all like this is a waste of time. We need to be looking at like uh, you know the food stamp program. Can we get like solar panels on everyone's house? Why aren't we thinking of the children? They want us to focus on everything else except for corruption. And the one of the one of the primary things listed in the Constitution are, uh, for grounds for impeachment is literally bribery. Literally, what it is, it says it right there. And that's what we're talking about. And for people who think that oh I'm just picking on Joe Biden, I said the same thing when they started ramping up the investigation with the Mueller investigation and the Russia collusion. I said let the truth out, right? I want to hear all the information. Bring me the evidence and then we can see. And what do we see? There wasn't there wasn't anything there, right? I mean, yeah, you had some troll farms in Russia. They were posting some Facebook memes, LOLs and such. But that's it. There wasn't any of this quid pro quo, pay to play. There wasn't bribery occurring. None of that was proven. Democrats had their shot to do it, and they failed. Now, they did impeach him over the perfect call. And I argued, again, at the time, I argued that that was a very bad precedent. But if this is where the left would like to go, impeaching presidents, for foreign policy interactions like this for diplom uh, for diplomatic efforts you know horse trading okay i'm looking forward to when the tables are turned and here we are let's go over there to the phone lines and talk with dave hello dave welcome to the program how are you
1: hey pete hey hey uh i did not vote for trump first time in 2016 didn't trust him had my reasons but uh did vote for him the second time you know, when all that went down the first time, I was like, you know, Russian collusion. We were like, who knows? Who knew? You know, if that if that stuff was true, then certainly, you know, mm-hmm. we should have removed the guy. But you know, we obviously know the results of all that. Right, it was all BS. You know, and then the second, you know, then the impeachment with the phone call. You know, and then Joe Biden's out there doing the exact same thing. You know, I think at the very least, you know, we when there is enough evidence out there right now to warrant a special counsel full investigation you know and it just it just it just hacked me off that the the mainstream media won't even cover this but i, I guess we're getting to a point now where they where they yeah. can't they have
0: to, oh yeah yeah it,
1: have to it, right?
0: yeah it, it has broken through because what they thought yesterday was that the plea deal was going to be entered into And then it was going to be, you know, wipe their hands of it. Yay, look at that. It's all over. And then they could, you know, move on to quote the move on organization. Right. But that's the that's their M.O. But because the judge pointed out the obvious problems uh, that were, you know, uh, baked into the cake of the deal. Uh, now it all blew up on them and they're left with no other option but to cover what happened because they they were leading us into this place they thought it was going to be a slam dunk and it was all going to be over and they could say shut up republicans this is all just you know his personal affairs and now he's claimed responsibility for it exactly, he's exactly. taken accountability and it's yeah. all over
1: you know and it's showing all the full corruption into the you know and if you want if you want to call it the deep state or whatever you know it's it's all there on display oh yeah state media everything man
0: yeah well and and the media as i uh, went over earlier they're personally invested in this hunter biden uh resolution because they were the ones that suppressed the original story the,
1: state, the story the washington post story yeah
0: exactly right so they they have a they have a Great personal campaign. vested interest
1: all right. Well, great show, man. Thank you. Thanks,
0: man. I right, appreciate it, Dave. Uh, have a great weekend. Um, well, wait. No, today's Thursday. I take it back. No, OK. You can still have a great weekend. That's fine. Um, let me play this clip. So Jonathan Turley, he went on, I guess this was on Fox News. It's not a clip of him, but he was saying that uh, there was a panic setting in with the media because they all want to move on. Because the alternative is to recognize one of the most significant corruption scandals in modern history that they played a role in suppressing, like we were just saying. They want everybody to move on, but that's not going to happen. Um, Because we had the two IRS whistleblowers testify in Congress, right? This is why I spent so much time on that story. Now, I don't know, like, look, I, you know, I used to be a reporter. I was a reporter for a decade or so, Um, give or take a year. Um, I was, you know, I was schooled in it. I was trained in it. I, you might say I was groomed to be a reporter. And so there are things that come along and when it they strike me as newsworthy. And it just so happens that I think what is often the case is that what I find to be newsworthy, others agree with me on. They say, yes, this is a newsworthy story. So we've been tracking this story because it has these components to it. Now, I will tell you also, I thought the Donald Trump investigation by Mueller and everyone else, I thought that was newsworthy too. And people at the time, when I was up in Asheville, uh, working at the news talk station there, a lot of the audience didn't think it was worth the time. They, they thought it was all bogus. I didn't know that to be true. I mean, look, you put, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Oh, my gosh. Why am I drawing a blank on the campaign manager? Manafort. You put that guy into your orbit. I mean, that guy is is sleazy. Right. And so that automatically raises a red flag for me. But then what happened over the course of the investigation? As it proceeds, we all everything falls apart. And we all realize it for the hoax that it was. The Steele dossier, the same thing. And there are some people on the right that were Trump supporters, are Trump supporters. They didn't, they didn't think it was worthy of any kind of investigation at all. And I did. But at the end of the day, and I hate that phrase, I can't believe I just said it. But uh, at the conclusion, it actually redounded to Trump's benefit. Because now we know the pattern, right? And, and now we see the players, we see the actors, the, quote, deep state actors have been exposed now punishing them, holding them accountable, that's something else. We shall see. But Jonathan Turley says we got the two IRS whistleblowers that testified to Congress, and you would notice and I pointed this out too, that the democratic members asked very little about the specific allegations coming from the whistleblowers. Because they don't have any what he calls maneuvering room because of the evidence. They're trying to ask questions. They have this five minute allocation. And so they just talk about, you know, structural racism and the like, because they can't ask these IRS whistleblowers anything without without damaging Joe Biden. And when one of them tried, remember this representative Dan Goldman from New York. When he tried to ask something about the evidence, he ended up demolishing the Biden defense in less than five minutes.
1: And you testified that he said to to that Hunter told his dad, according to Rob Walker, quote, I may be trying to start a company or try to do something with these guys. Now, let me ask you something. That doesn't sound much like Joe Biden was involved in whatever Hunter Biden was doing with the CEFC if Hunter Biden is telling him that he's trying to do business with them, does it? No, but it does show
0: that he said he told his father he was trying to do business. Exactly. He, w- he told his dad. Now, what do you consider to be, quote, involvement? Hunter Biden tells his dad, like, I'm past the point that we, look, we know Joe Biden lied about talking to his son about his business dealings. We, we know that was a lie. And Corringe Jean-Pierre has a, a, acknowledged it as much when she, the other day, pivoted to this new framing, this new language that he was not in business with his son. Okay, which is a different thing. But we know that Joe lied about not talking to Hunter Biden about the business overseas dealings and such. We already know that. And what Goldman tried to ask is, well, look, he's obviously not working with them because he asks him, hey, I'm looking to do business. Well, that's involvement, you moron. That's involvement. When you say, hey, I'm trying to work out some deals with these guys, that means dad's involved because you're asking him for some advice. Obviously, you're talking to him about the business. Then the next question is, to what purpose right why are you asking him about the or talking to him about your business why are you saying i'm trying to work out some deal with these guys just so dad's like okay cool or is it so dad might be able to play a role and what we know from the irs investigation as well as the whistleblowers over at the fbi the fd 1023 form from the confidential human source we have all of this other evidence Despite what that moron on MSNBC said, we have evidence that Joe Biden was involved. We've got phone calls. There's like 200, uh, there are reports that there were like 200 interactions that Joe Biden had with these different business associates of hunters. So that's why you need to make the connections. And that's what's going to get us to impeachment. And I think it's time for us to do that. I think it's time. And I And I don't think they're going to do it. Before the recess up in Congress, they're not going to move on this until after the July recess or the August recess, rather. But I think that's okay. I want more information to come out. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturet organize the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturetts own Carolina Readiness Supply. 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? I got this from Rich. If Sleepy Joe goes down, doesn't that make Kevin McCarthy the new vice president? Uh, It does not. It does not. If you remove the president, the veep becomes the president, but uh, the speaker does not become the veep. The new president... So Kamala Harris, in this case, she would nominate a veep and then would need confirmation by a majority vote of both House and Senate. So, uh, yeah, so we could still have a lot of fun with that, I guess. All right. So Politico reporting House Republicans are caught between two forces when it comes to impeaching Joe Biden, conservative eagerness to target the president pouncing and seizing, dare I call it, and the protection of their members in pro-Biden districts. Speaker Kevin McCarthy raised impeachment during a closed-door meeting yesterday, cautioning his members that Republicans would launch a probe only when and if they secured the evidence to justify one. (gasps) That monster! Wait, he's going to wait for evidence to determine whether or not to, to officially launch an impeachment inquiry? Has this ever been tried before? Holy cow. That's definitely not the way it went down with Pelosi in charge. Anyway, I don't know. Like, what kind of slippery slope are we on with this? At the moment, McCarthy said Republicans have not amassed enough evidence to start an impeachment inquiry. I disagree with that. But the speaker further warned members not to overstate what they have uncovered so far against the president. I'm not aware of overstatements of what they've uncovered so far everything that they've talked about has been produced as evidence as far as i've seen anyway it was the second straight day that mccarthy contained himself on impeachment after suggesting on fox news that the house gop's work was nearing the threshold for a formal impeachment effort well yeah that I means it's all, it's actually completely in line with what he said with fox on fox news right he said that we are we're nearing the threshold which would indicate that We're not there yet, which it sounds like that's what he said to the caucus yesterday, but whatever. Anyway, the California Republicans two-step on the topic, I disagree it's a two-step, underscored how combustible impeachment is for his five-seat majority, which runs through a dozen-plus Biden-friendly seats. What I will say about this entire piece, it's a very lengthy piece, I'm not going to go over all the details, but you should know that there is this uh, debate occurring now I think according to uh, Marjorie Taylor Green her comments that she made afterwards she spoke exclusively with the Daily caller um, and she says that uh, he that McCarthy is pushing the conference on this he told everybody that when the time comes I asked you I need you to be working on this she said she's willing to wait until after the August recess when more information becomes available to impeach Biden Um and uh she says McCarthy did a great job. He really pitched an impeachment inquiry in our conference meeting. He laid it all out there and fought through the evidence with all the members. And he told the conference that this is not something we can ignore. The president is on record lying. He said that he had known nothing about his son's business deals. He knows nothing about any of this stuff. But it's now proven that he has lied to the American people. And that cannot be ignored. And we can't sweep it under the rug. So... He has to make this case to these Biden district Republicans, right? These swing district Republicans. And I get that. I do. I get that. But what's never mentioned in the Politico story or in the Daily Caller story, which I suspect is really what they hope to to get at the end of the August recess before they come back, polling. I think they want polling. After all of this stuff has blown up in the last few days, They're going going back to their districts for the August recess, and I'm thinking they want to see some more polls. We all know that, you know, Joe Biden's um, unfavorability numbers, they're very, very low. The only one lower is Trump's at this point, the favorability numbers. I'm I'm not talking about polling and head-to-head matchups. I'm talking about favorable, unfavorable, right? Joe Biden's unfavorable numbers are terrible. For an incumbent trying to run for re-election, terrible. What is the impact of the last week on polling? And I think if these swing district dem- uh, uh, Republicans in the in these districts that went for Biden but they won the House seats, I think if that polling looks good for them, they're going to be more amenable to proceeding. And I think the information that just dropped this week and what, last week also with the IRS whistleblowers, that as that stuff starts to kind of filter its way into the mass population, when look, nobody's really paying a lot of attention at this point. They're going to start paying attention when fall rolls around. September, October, that's when people start paying more attention to this stuff. Um, McCarthy has to placate his, quote, hard-right critics. Remember, there's no such thing as hard-left critics. Um, not in the, on the Democrat side. Uh, he's going to need their support in uh, spending votes that are coming up this week. But he can't alienate the most skittish members who face re-election on turf that Biden won. Some House Republicans are left to privately wonder how long the Speaker can keep up the balancing act. However, he seems to have mollified both sides for now. Quote, it's meaningful that he has broached the impeachment subject and he has acknowledged that the evidence is mounting against the president," said Representative Bob Good from Virginia. He has been a vocal McCarthy detractor But he seems to be satisfied. McCarthy carefully outlined the difference at the GOP meeting between an initial uh, impeachment inquiry and the official impeachment vote that would follow. Right. You have to have the inquiry first to present all of the evidence. (laughs)